Welcome to The Business Extra. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, the National's Assistant Editor-in-Chief. Today, we're going to be talking about the UK. Given the political turmoil with a new prime minister in situ, does that mean that economically policies can be put in place and that Rishi Sunak really can get things back on an even keel? In a moment, we'll be talking to Paul Carey, who's the National's Deputy Bureau Chief in London. But before we do that, if you like this show, please do subscribe. If you're on YouTube, ring that bell. Well, as I said, we're going to be talking about the UK. Um, with us uh, from London is the Nationals Deputy Bureau Chief, Paul Carey. Paul, thanks for being here. Hi, good to be here. It, it has been quite a month, shall we say. Um, and while I hesitate to say that the situation has settled down, at least there is a new Prime Minister in Rishi Sunak. Although some of the old problems, um, uh, such as inflation, high, high levels of inflation, and concerns about the the economic picture in the UK haven't gone away, but at least is it fair to say the political scene has settled down? I don't think stable is anything we would use to describe the British government at the moment for the past few months, even years. Um, what there is signs of, though, is with the change yesterday, we might be starting to move towards that situation. Certainly in Rishi Sunak, we've got someone who's run the economy before, if not the country, um, and the early signs are that he's intending taking measures that the markets will like, that his own party will like, and hopefully that the country will like as well. We, we saw um, during uh, the last 45, 50 days when Liz Truss um, and her government announced various economic and fiscal policies that spooked um, bonds markets and, and saw a sell-off in, in UK gilts, uh, government bonds, uh, and, and there seemed to be a huge, huge concern and a huge panic over that. But for a minute, maybe maybe for our audience, I can ask you, Paul, be you, outside of what you were reporting in your job, w- were you feeling that that kind of insecurity and that panic after after that policy was announced? I think it would be fair to say that no one could quite believe what was going on. Um, on the day that they made the mini-budget statements and the markets did start to go down, no one at that point realised quite how bad it was going to get. I think they thought that it was sort of simply a policy that the markets didn't like, that sooner or later things would come back to normal. Uh, what no one anticipated was the avalanche that was going to build, that despite one U-turn on the top rate of tax, moving on to the next uh, the next U-turn, bringing um, the fiscal statement forward, all those sorts of things just didn't sort of stop things. And then the mood in the country was kind of one of sort of slight disbelief of, is there anyone actually in charge here? Is anyone going to get control? Um, can it ever can it ever be brought back? Because once they started to slide, although no one, I think no one in the real world thought that a prime minister could be gone within seven weeks. No one thought it would ever be that bad. They was kind of like, well, they'll have they'll give till Christmas, they'll give till next year. It'll start to turn and get better. And it just got worse and worse. And no one could quite believe that that was going to happen. But it did. So the, I mean the Liz Truss had hoped that she could. Um, cut taxes, not cut spending, stimulate economic growth to beat um, inflation, to beat the cost of living crisis, as well as subsidize the rising energy costs for most people. The market balked at that. Most people said that this was not feasible. And so as a result, we, you know, Liz Trust resigned. And now we have Rishi Sunak, who has come in um, after his chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, kind of calmed things down a little bit and the Bank of England calmed things down. But Rishi Sunak today has been saying inflation is the number one issue. 
I have to deal with that. And he's also pushed back revealing uh, the, the, the financial picture. Is that right? Until next month? It is. So he's gone back from October the 31st to November the 17th, which uh, moving the statement like that does risk uh, causing troubles with the market, spooking them a little. And they didn't respond very favorably to it because any change uh, is not going to be great. But on the plus side, it probably does make an awful lot more sense that the prime minister, who's now going to have to run the country with this economic policy, actually actually gets a chance to you know, kind of take a look at the books himself. Otherwise, we were going to be in this bizarre situation where on Monday, the new chancellor, who's only himself been in the job for two weeks, was going to stand up and deliver a statement with the prime minister sitting next to him, who'd had no input into that plan, who was an ex-chancellor himself, but didn't know what it was that was going to be said, and would barely have had any time to grasp what was going on. He wouldn't have had conversations with the various departments about any spending cuts. He wouldn't have uh, had a say in how they were going to run the show because the economy is the major thing for the British government right now. Whatever else they want to do, they have to sort the economy first. And it would have just been a, a ridiculous situation to have that prime minister sitting there without having had input. So this gives him a chance to get under the bonnet, take a look at what all the figures are, make sure that they make sense, make sure they're both on the same page. And hopefully from there, things will calm out. I mean, very much, you know, as you say, uh, the, the narrative from Rishi Sunak has been about, you know, doing things sensibly, doing the right things, fixing mistakes. Um, and, and, you know, he was uh, previously chancellor during the pandemic and, and, and was famous for putting in place many policies that supported businesses and people during the, the COVID-19 health crisis. Um, but now he's very much set it up as if there is an even bigger mountain uh, to, to overcome now. And it's almost like an adventure story, you know, Rishi Sunak and the dragon of inflation, you know, Rishi Sunak and the, you know, the bear of the, the bears of the UK economy. Um, he, he's, he's kind of made it very clear that, you know, this is no easy task that he has, which is actually quite different from even Liz Truss and, and, and Boris Johnson before him who are trying to be quite positive about things. Do you sense that change in mood? He's, he's used words like economic crisis, economic challenge. But what he's doing in, uh, by setting it up like that, he's essentially setting the bar very, very low. So while Liz Truss and Boris were promising the world, particularly Liz Truss, she was offering tax cuts, she was going to spend, she was going to grow the economy, everything was going to be rosy. It was actually a ri ridiculously positive um, message that she was trying to send out that I think you were never going to achieve. What Rishi has gone for is, I'm the man for a crisis. I was the man during COVID who kept the economy on track. And now it's a case of there's another crisis going on. I'll come in. I'm Britain's Mr. Fix-It, and I can get this done. But if you have that low bar, it's always an awful lot easier to achieve what you set out to. I mean, that, that is a lowering of expectations. You're right, if, if, if that is where the, where the bar is, at least politically. But I mean, day to day for, for business owners, investors, for, for the average person, that doesn't, you know, even if he achieves you know, stability, that doesn't solve the cost of living crisis, as we mentioned, or it doesn't, it doesn't tackle you know, higher energy prices. And you know, right now, we don't have a, a kind of crisis of jobs where it's a matter of creating more opportunities. People have jobs, but they're not getting paid enough. And so there's a big, you know, kind of big conflict brewing about whether people will get paid more or not. That's right. I mean, what Britain has got at the moment, the lowest unemployment rate in over uh, 48 years, since 1973 or 74. 
but those jobs aren't matching in real terms what's happening in the economy. People are getting less money in their pocket at the end of each month, and they're finding their energy bills are coming in, their mortgages are rising, they're still working hard, they're probably working, <laughs> working even harder, but they're finding that it's just not, you know, it's being spread more and more thinly. There are strikes happening around the country, particularly rail strikes, but just about every sector seems to be balloting for strikes and people are starting to get angry. Um, and when they start getting their winter energy bills in and when they come off their fixed rates and find that their mortgage has gone up by hundreds of pounds, that's when they're really going to start getting annoyed and start asking for more money. And those employers are going to be struggling to find ways to pay them more because their companies aren't making any more money. It, it's If I go back in, in, in the, over the last decade, we I mean, politics has been so fraught. Um, you know, we had austerity following the financial crisis and, and the effects of that. We, we had Brexit. Um, we, we, since then, we've, we, we've had COVID, but also now, you know, this past year politically, whether it's as a result of the, the conflict in Ukraine or, or otherwise, I don't think there's been more, more a time when, when politics have dominated, um, you know, conversations and discussions. Are people sick of it? Because, I mean, it, it's talk, you know, Keir Starmer, the Labour Party leader, the opposition, wants a general election. But perhaps that's actually the worst thing that can happen, given that we've had politics jammed down our throats now for so long. I think people have always had enough of politics. They always complain about politicians on TV, either not telling the truth or not being in touch with, with the electorate. There is a different situation now where politics has become news, not just politics. Everything that is going on with the government uh, is just 24 hours. It's, I think, absolutely fair to say that people have had enough. They've had enough of what's going on with the country and enough of what's been going on with sort of the merry-go-round of the government. Um, they probably, if, I think if you're a Labour supporter, they probably definitely want to have an election as soon as they can. If you're a Conservative supporter, they probably don't want to have an election because just having to think about all of that again, um, most people might think, oh, I can't really be doing with, you know, six weeks of even more uh, politicians on the TV or knocking on the door. Um, that said, some Tories may be thinking, actually, do you know what, they probably should get out, give someone else a chance, uh, and the sooner they can get back in in a few years' time. Yeah, and they're, and they're not happy... I can understand why, because it's not like this is a surprise. It's been, talk, it's been talked about for, for months and months and months. And yet, as winter draws nearer, um, the, you know, the, the, there's not a lot of confidence. Plus, uh, it looks like with the concerns over inflation and interest rates going up, that it's put a freeze on the housing market, or at least stopping valuations going up. And also, the, the economic outlook is that there will be a recession one way or another, we don't know how long it will last. So that's the picture as to Christmas. Um, and so you kind of, if you're, if you're, if I always ask this, um, you know, to, to when, when you, you're in London and we're here in, in the UAE and any investors outside, why would they be keen to kind of put their money in Britain at the moment? And so you kind of feel like, when's that going to change? It's very difficult to be positive at the moment. Uh, earlier this week, Guy Hans, kind of one of Britain's top uh, investment gurus, said that the economy was doomed. Uh, he had nothing positive to say about investing in the country. He said that businesses uh, try to paint a rosy picture because they would, because it's good for their business. But he was struggling to come up with any good news for it. I suppose all I would say is that a lot of the problems were self-made by the Tories, so they can fix those. Um, there's also the fact that long term, you know, there are uh, things that are being done to try and resolve the energy crisis 
They would hope that the war in Ukraine would get resolved so the global elements that are causing problems hopefully will uh, recede so that long-term Britain can get back to being the kind of the important player on the world stage that it wants to be. Um, Kevin Rudd, the former Australian uh, Prime Minister this week, was talking about the, the distraction that uh, sort of in, when you have internal politics like this causes that people stop governing probably. They stop looking at the bigger picture. They stop being a player on the international stage. Hopefully all of that can settle down now and with it, the economy will get itself righted and, um, and people will want to start investing here again. Paul Kerry, the Nationals Deputy Bureau Chief in London, thanks so much for being with us. We'll, we'll get in touch again maybe in the new year when things things are a bit rosier. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got time for today. All that remains to thank our production team and you all for being with us. Do join us again next time.